You're listening to a podcast of The River in Durant, Oklahoma. We hope that what you're about to hear will bless you and empower you to live the life that God has called you to live. We hope that it will strengthen you in faith and that it will help you better understand and better recognize who you are in Christ Jesus. Hebrews chapter 11. I'm living this, this message yes. yeah. like never before in my entire life. Amen. Yeah. Good to have you all here today. I'm starting a series on faith. Amen. Raw, in your face, hardcore faith. Amen. We need it. Yeah. Anybody here need more faith? Amen. We're going to have it. Hebrews 11.1 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. I'm just going to read through this passage of Scripture as we go. It'll take several messages to get through it all. So I can't do it all today. Just starting, we're going to go through the entire chapter of Hebrews 11. They call it the Hall of Faith in, in Bible College. Amen. It's where the greatest names are named who operated in faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. I want you to understand that faith is substance and evidence. How many of you were here last night when the wind blew? Yeah. Did you see it blowing? No. Nobody saw it. You can't see the wind blowing. No. This morning afterwards, though, you saw the evidence of it blowing, didn't you? Yeah. Broken trees. Saw broken tree limbs. Maybe a carport removed. Shingles off the house, something like that. You saw its evidence. You knew it was there. It had evidence and substance to it, but you never saw it. Amen. Faith is the substance and the evidence of things not seen. The very fact that, that you have faith means that the thing that you hope for exists. That's right. Amen. That's powerful. Faith is a substance. The very fact that you believe for it means it's out there someplace. It's out there in your future. If you can believe for it, you can have it. Yes. Amen. That's what it means by substance. You may not have it now in substance, but you have faith, so that is enough to call it the substance. That's right. yes. There's a raging uh, battle in theology about, about uh, the, the communion. One side says that communion is merely a symbol of the blood and body of Christ. The other side says, no, it's, it's, it's really the blood and body of Christ. It actually is. And that doctrine is called the doctrine of transubstantiation. They say that when you take, in the Catholic Church, I say, they say that when you take the, 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 the bread and the wine, it actually becomes the blood and body of Jesus in your body, in you. Now, we have a raging war about this in the, in the theological circles. We've been fighting over it for 500 years. I've got the answer to it, though. You want the answer to it? The answer is, faith is a substance. Yes. It is what I call it. Everything is what I call it. Everything is what I call it. If I call it the blood, it is the blood. If I call it the, the body, it is the body. And I don't need it to actually happen. I just need to believe it happens. 
That's the substance right there. That's why there's so such healing power in the in the communion. That's why I said if you take it if you take it worthily, meaning as you are worthy, you'll have healing for your body. And you live long, not die. Amen. Who wants to live long and not die? I want to live long and not die. Faith is a substance of and an, and an evidence. Verse two. For by it, by faith, the elders obtained a good report. What that tells us is that faith creates a reputation for you. You get a reputation of being, being a faith person. You know that? You, do, you will. If you believe God consistently, there's going to be a reputation formed about your life. And people will start to believe that you operate in faith. But you must do it repeatedly and regularly. It's not enough to hear that it happened once. It's not enough to say, ah, I, used to, I used to do that. Uh, no. It's only enough that you do it continually, repeatedly, and regularly. I heard a story about, uh, I read a story in the Bible about, about uh, some guys, sons of Sceva. Remember them? Let's put this up there. Acts 19.13. Acts 19.13. We'll just read the story. Acts 19.13. It creates a reputation. I like this. Then some of the itinerant Jewish exorcists, devocaster outers, took it upon themselves to call the name of the Lord Jesus over, the, over those who had evil spirits, saying, We exorcise you by the Jesus whom Paul preaches. Also, there were seven sons of Sceva, a Jewish chief priest, who did so. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus I know, and Paul I know, but who in hell are you? I mean, who are you? <laughs> that just came out, didn't it? Slipped right out. I mean, they have a reputation in hell with demons. Then the man who, in whom the evil spirit was leaped on them and overpowered them and prevailed against them so that they flew, fled out of the house naked and wounded. Amen. Paul's reputation and Jesus' reputation went all the way to hell. We know why Jesus did, because he went there and came back. Amen. But Paul had a similar reputation with the demons. Why? Because he regularly cast devils out. It becomes a lifestyle, not just something that you've done once or twice. Amen. Faith creates a reputation. Walk by faith every day. Don't ever take a day off walking by faith. Don't ever take a holiday with your mouth. Never take a holiday with your mouth and your confession. Stay with it. Stay strong every day, every day, every day, every day, every day, all day. Stay strong. Create a reputation. I got to tell you something about this reputation. Another story in the Bible is, is found in Genesis 18. We talked about this on Wednesday night. How that God saw Abraham as a man with a reputation. I'll just read this story to you. You don't have to put it up on the board, but Genesis 18. You can put it up there if you want to. It's verse 16. And the men rose up from thence. These, these are the men that came to, to see Abraham and Sarah and tell them they were going to have a baby, a baby boy. And thence looked toward Sodom. And Abraham went with them to bring them on their way. 
And the Lord said, Shall I hide from Abraham that thing which I do, seeing that Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed by him, blessed in him. For I know him, that he will command his children and his household after him, and they shall keep the way of the Lord to do justice and judgment, that the, that the Lord may bring upon Abraham that thing which he has spoken of him. This to me. Abraham had such a reputation of walking by faith and obeying God. And God talked about his reputation to, to, the, to themselves. Father, Son, and Holy Ghost showed up right there. Representation of God himself. Three angels, he said. Three men. Didn't ever call them angels. It said three men. They showed up there. It says, shall I hide from Abraham? That thing which I do. Seeing he is going to go on forever. His life is going to go on forever. He's going to inherit the earth. He had a reputation with God. Everything God told Abraham to do, he did it. You get a reputation by walking by faith. I'd rather have a reputation with God than anybody else. Amen. Amen. I'd rather have God be able to rely on me than anybody else. Amen. He needs to rely on you. Look at verse 3 in chapter 11 of Hebrews. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed, are created by the word of God. That means that faith is the power behind words. Faith is the power behind words. God said, light be. How did light know what to be? Because it had the power in the words. Are you hearing me? God believed that he said a word. It would create whatever he defined in that word. That that word would carry the power to create. It wasn't the word itself. It was carrying the faith of God to create. Amen. It was carrying what God believed. Oh, this is awesome. Your words carry what you believe. It is faith that changes things, not words. Words bring faith into your heart. The Word of God does. Brings faith into your heart. Creates faith. And faith is the power behind the words. Amen. And the words become the vehicle that carries them out there to perform for you. Amen. Are you hearing me? That's why it's so important to watch what you say. I'm not saying you can't tell a joke now and then. I'm saying just watch what you say. You get too sarcastic about everything, you can train your, your own heart not to believe what your mouth says. Amen. That was better preaching than y'all laughed, than y'all said amen. If you get too sarcastic about things, you train your own heart not to believe what your mouth says. You need your heart to believe what your mouth says. Amen. Glory to God. Say it like you mean it and mean it like you say it. Acts chapter 11 and verse 12. Let's turn there. Acts 11 and 12. Need to read a few verses here. Something interesting happened here. Y'all know we talked about Cornelius, the first Gentile that got saved without the works of the law. How did this happen? 
Peter goes back after that experience and has to explain to the Jews in Jerusalem what he had done. He gets there and says, And the Spirit made me go with them, nothing doubting. Moreover, these six brethren accompanied me, and we entered into the man's house. And he showed us how he had seen an angel in his house, which stood and said unto him, Send men to Joppa, and call for Simon, whose surname is Peter, who shall tell thee words, tell thee what? Words, whereby thou, thou and all thy house shall be saved. He's going to tell you words that will get you saved. Words get people saved. Words make the life worth living. Words change everything for you. The gospel is bound up in words that have deep and powerful meaning. Amen. Who shall tell thee words whereby thou and all thy house shall be saved. Jesus said it like this in John 16, 63. John 6, 63. It is the spirit that quickeneth that makes alive. The flesh profits nothing, but the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. Words are spiritual forces that carry words of heaven, words of creativity, words of life. Amen. Amen. I know you get weary. I get weary. Anybody here get tired of taming your tongue? I get tired of taming my tongue. But we should we should have known we should have known it was work. It was work. Because how did God create the worlds? With words. Every, he never, never, never says he, he got into the dirt with his hands at all. He said everything he did, he, he, he spoke it. He spoke to the dirt and Abraham and Adam came forth. He spoke to the dirt and Adam came forth. Did not say he made him with his hands. Are you hearing me? Amen. Everything God created, he created it with words. And, the, and then it says, in the seventh day he did what? Oh, he was tired. It seems, it seems to me like God needed to rest after working that hard. And all he did was talk. If, if, you, can, if you can draw from, I, I know it's silly to think God got tired. But it does say that he rested. It does say he rested. If it was work for him, it's work for you. Trust me, it's going to be work. We get weary with we get weary with guarding our confession, but you have to do it. You cannot take a day off. Amen to that. Cannot take a day off. You've got to be vigilant to this. The words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. Verse four: By faith Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and by it he being dead yet speaketh. He's still talking today, he says. So what I'm going to tell you today is, with this, with this verse, faith makes every sacrifice excellent. Every sacrifice becomes excellent if you, use it by, if you give it by faith, if you do it with faith. Story in Luke 21. I just want to read that to you. Luke 21, 1. Let's look at it. Luke 21, 1. 
A little widow came with two mites. I'm going to call it two pennies. And Jesus looked up on and saw the rich men casting their gifts into the treasury. What they did when they, after their service, they would line up and go out the, the door. There was a treasury by the, the door. You understand? And everybody would, would, it was a procession. They'd drop in their money as they went out. And Jesus sat over there by the treasury and watched what everybody was giving. I love that. He was watching what they were giving. He was watching what they were giving. He was being nosy. Watching what they were giving. No envelopes to hide it. He was watching what they were giving. And he saw also a certain poor widow casting in two mites, two pennies. And he said of the truth, of a truth, I say unto you that this poor widow hath cast in more than they all. For all these have of their abundance cast in unto the offerings of God, but she of her penury hath cast in all the living that she had. I told this story many years ago in church one day. How Jesus let that little woman just walk out of that church that day. Walk out of the temple that day with nothing. He said she's casting all she had and let her go. He didn't say, hey, come back here, mama. You can't afford to give. I'm going to give you your money back. He did not do that. Why? Because he knew that she was taking God as her partner. When she partnered with God, she was going to be better off than if he had given her her money back. Are you hearing me? I told this story years ago in, in the church service. Monday morning, I get a call. First thing, first thing in the morning, get a call from a lady in my church. said, Pastor, i got to come see you. i got to come see you right now. I said, why? She said, i got, I got to bring you something. So she came. She said, yesterday when you told about the widow's mites during the offering, she said, I didn't have any money. I knew I didn't have any money. She said, I've been out of work for three months. Cannot find a job. Cannot find a job anywhere. She said, I've been on five or six interviews. Been on three or four interviews twice and still not get a job. She said, I've been so discouraged. And when you told about giving an offering on Sunday, she said, I just, I just didn't even look in my purse because I knew it had no money in there. This morning, she said, I have a job interview. And I was getting ready to go. And I dumped my purse out on the bed to change purses. And all the money that was in there was two pennies. Fell out on my bed. She went, oh my goodness, I should have put those in the offering yesterday. That's, two, that's my offering. So she brought me two pennies. She said, here's the two pennies that I was supposed to put in the offering yesterday. I didn't think I had any money. She said, but I brought them and put them. I said, well, I'll take them. And I prayed over them with her. She said, Pastor, I'm on my way to this job interview. I've been turned down so many times. I'm, I'm, I'm weary with, with looking. You know what? She got that job, the best paying job she'd ever had. She got that job that day. Put in more than she had. This woman get cast in all her living, Jesus said. And God took that as a blessing. Faith makes every sacrifice excellent, even if it's just a two-penny sacrifice. Verse 5. 
By faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because, he had, because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. All right, number five, faith transports you from death to life. Nothing else can do that but faith. Transports you from death to life. You know, you're not going to die and then live again. You're going to live eternally right now. Right now, you have eternal life right now. Eternal life is in you right now. It is what you are. You are eternally alive. That's what it means. You came eternally alive in God when you got eternal life. That means it's a, it's a condition of your spirit, man. Amen. He can never die. Glory to God. Somebody say amen. This is good teaching right here. If you have eternal life right now, that can never end. That's what the Bible teaches. Faith transports you from death to life. Now, faith does not automatic, automatically change every thought you have to a good thought. How many of you experienced that? Does not automatically change every thought you have to a good thought, but it changes your inner man. To a man that is at peace with God, born again, righteous all the way through, righteous day and night, night and day. Amen. Some of us just get weary, though, like I said, and fall off the wagon, sort of. Frank came and gave me a word. He said he had a coach. I used to say, Look, I know you're tired. I know you're hurting. She needs to suck it up and get back in there. Yeah. Sometimes you need to hear a message about sucking it up and getting back in there. Amen. This may be one of those messages. Suck it up and get back in there. Come on. Come on. Be strong and very courageous. The Word of God is your Word. The Word of God is your Word. You can, you can walk by faith. Because it will transport you all the way, all the way from death to life. Verse 6. But without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, all right, must believe in his existence, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Faith accepts that God is a giver. Not a, not a, not a punisher. Every religion believes that God punishes them. Every religion believes that God punishes them. All of them do. Islam especially. What Islam does not believe is that God is good. Their God is good. They think he's a terrorizing God. They don't even know if they die in battle for jihad. They still cannot be sure they're going to go to heaven. You hear me? I'm sure about their destination, but they can't be sure in their own religion that they're going to go to heaven. Our religion says faith gives us certainty that God is a giver, which means He's a good God. A good God. You must believe that He is and that He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. There is no diligent seeking God without faith. Verse 7, By faith Noah, being warned of God of things not seen, as yet moved with fear, prepared an ark, prepared an ark to the saving of his house, by the which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is of faith. 
So what we're going to say about this, faith makes you capable of anything. Faith makes you capable of anything. Amen. I said faith makes you capable of anything. Amen. The biggest, the biggest thing you want in your life, you're capable of. You're capable of anything through faith. I told this story Wednesday night, but I got to tell it again this morning. How many of you were here Wednesday night? Okay, most of you weren't. I'm going to tell this story again. <laughs> we uh, went to Rome in 2004. Miss Anna and I did. Rome, Italy. Not Rome, Texas, Rome, Italy, <laughs> the real one. And uh, I've been to Rome, Rome, Texas, too. There's not much there. Rome, Italy has a lot of stuff there. And the flight over there was terrible. That was the only thing bad about the trip. It was about 14 hours, I think, trip. And a crying babies, no offense. <laughs> crying babies. It, it was like a zoo, you know. It was just, it just ugh, terrible. Couldn't sleep, couldn't be awake. It was, it was just awful. <coughs> Felt like cattle back there. <laughs> Throw some hay back here or something. And the day before, before we left, we started talking about getting to the airport. And Ann said, I'll tell you what, the next time I, I fly across that ocean, I'm going to fly first class. I thought, wow, we've got to save our money. So we went to the airport, and a guy comes chasing us down in a blue suit. He said, hey, are you, where are you flying to? I said, flying to the States. They said, he said, where's your destination? I said, Dallas. He said, through, through New York? I said, yeah. He said, would you stay an hour, hour over and go through Chicago? If I promise you to, to get you there just an hour behind. I said, no. He said, what if I bump you up to first class? And handed him her ticket. <laughs> yeah. I said, let's talk about this. No, no, I'm going first class. I thought she meant the next time I fly from, uh, from Oklahoma or Texas to, across the ocean. The Holy Ghost heard her say, the next time I fly across that ocean, I'm going to fly first class. So the next time she flew, she flew first class all the way home. It was wonderful. I highly recommend it. Amen. Faith makes you capable of anything. Faith makes you capable of anything. That means that I already said you, faith will transport you from death to life. That happens in the gospel. The gospel is simple. Anybody help me, help me with this? Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. And he was buried. And he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. That is the gospel. Amen. And the Bible teaches us that whoever, whoever will believe that gospel will be changed on the inside forever. Become new creature. And live forever. Amen. Amen. That means that you become the kind of people that are indomitable. You cannot be controlled. You cannot be 
cannot be trampled upon. You are in charge because you now have become more than just servants of God. You're now the children of God. Everyone who hears the gospel and believes it becomes saved, becomes part of God's family. I want to pray with everybody here in this building today. Those of you who are not saved today, you can leave here in a different condition. Life is better than this. Life is better than the life you're living. You can know Jesus today. You can know Him as your healer. You can know Him as your Savior. Know Him as your benefactor. Know Him as your beloved. Know Him as your friend. Know Him as your champion. You can know Him in everything you need help in. Jesus is strong, strong, strong. Say, Jesus is strong. strong. Stronger than all your enemies. In Jesus' name I pray. Father, I bless you in Jesus' name for these people today. I thank you for this faith message that brings us out of darkness and into your marvelous light. Thank you that you make everything possible for us in Jesus' name. I pray for those that are here today who heard this message that they come to know you in full faith, full freedom of sin, full freedom to know who you are in every way. Bless them in Jesus' name to become all that you want them to be. I thank you, Lord, that you make us better citizens of the kingdom of God. Make us stronger citizens of the kingdom by helping us understand we're all sons and daughters of the Most High God. Amen. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name.